Let's talk. Pat here with Sean and Andy today. What's up, boys? What up? Oh. Week two NFL season almost in the books. Uh, that's probably what we're going to spend most of today's episode talking about, I would assume. Because a lot to talk about there. But got some other things that we want to touch on as well. Um... How was your guys' weekend? Very busy. Solid. We all chilled at Top Golf. Yeah, we did. On Saturday, that was pretty fun. Celebrated Mr. Ben Halen's birthday. Little brother moved to Michigan, so he gone. He's back where he wants to be. Oh wow! Pack up a little bit over the weekend. That's good. See you later, Frank. So long, buddy. Bye bye. Have fun living in Michigan, pure Michigan. So say hi to Tim Allen for me. Tim Allen's a gem. All right, before we jump into NFL talk, I promised you guys a song. Song. Yes. <laughs> this drink right here, letting all the ladies know what Chad's dream about. You know, the finer drinks in life. Ha <laughs> ha. Ooh, White Claw, so delicious, and you know it's gonna be gone too quick, so you grab the tube and funnel, let's do this shit, with a look in your eyes, so devilish, uh, go ahead and stand on that raise up spot, pour a couple claws, it'll hit the spot, and just right then I decided to take a shot, because I'm living la vida loca, crack two claws, flip them up, 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 mango and lime, mix them up, 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 heart salsa got me fucked up, 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 I think I'll sing it again, crack two claws, flip them up, 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 mango and lime, mix them up, 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 all night long. Let me hit that claw. I don't know, truly, no, 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 no. I think like cherry, bro, 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 bro. Tip it up and let's go. That claw, 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 claw. Another tip of mango. I need a new variety, bro. The best way to make it night go is taking claw, 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 claw. Ooh, white claw, so delicious. And you know it's gonna be gone too quick. So you grab the tube and funnel, let's do this. That was good. So, I want to make a music video for that one, so. <laughs> Ben, I don't know if it was the drinks that you had on Saturday night, but you mentioned wanting to make a music video because I've asked you for a couple. I just text Ben every time like, hey, dude, kind of a weird question, but (laughs) and then fill in the blank. I'm like, and he's like, "Uh, yeah, whatever. Every time. So (laughs) take you up on that, Ben. That was well done. (laughs) Need to find some silver hair dye. So awesome. Be doing qualms this weekend. Jimmy and I are going up to family weekend with the rest of our family as well. Hell yeah. And we're going to tailgate before the game. You got to do claws. I will have tube and funnel in hand, a couple packs of white claws, and a claw counter. Hell yeah. Woo. Well, that's, well, that'll be my phone, but I'll, I'll video all my clonks. Dude, you're going to be clonging. You're going to be bonging. It's going to be a good The day. first one is going to catch you off guard, but then after that, 
I might Re- do one on my own. Real good. <laughs> See, I thought about it too late. I went, I think this was yesterday, before we were thinking of recording, I went out to the mini fridge and um, to see if we had any White Claws left. And I had one Friday night. There was one in there. I thought there were two in there. There was one in there, so I drank one Friday. And then yesterday I was like, oh, I should play the song and then take a clong <laughs> while we record. And then I went and checked, and it was a Truly. Uh, oh, I was like, eh, I can't, I can't fake can't that. You know what that. I mean? It's yep. got to be, it's got to be a White Claw. If it's the clong song, it's got to be a clong. I don't know. I feel Not like a if you take like seven or eight clongs in a night, you're gonna wake up and just be like burping out your ass for like an hour and a half. Like that's fine as long as I'm not throwing up out of my mouth. Nah, dude. Yeah, you'll all, be good. You're just gonna be fucking crushing. Dude, I'm I'm looking forward to clonging. They're delicious. I'm, I, I'm pumped. I'm I didn't pumped even know it existed until a week ago or whatever when Andy mentioned it. <laughs> and here I've already made a song about it. Haven't even tried one, but I'm confident they'll be that good that I was ready to make. Remake a classic song, Thong Song by Cisco, for those of you who don't know the original. Remix! It's kind of a classic. It's really interesting because, like, you think beer and seltzer water are, like, both carbonated. And I think even White Claw is more carbonated than a beer. But, like, you get that initial burp out after you drink a claw or do a clong. And then you don't feel that, like, heaviness sitting in your stomach. Like, the over-full feeling when you do beer bongs and drinking beers and stuff like that. I don't know. I enjoy it a lot. Yeah, I feel like I'm going to be pounding clongs. I feel like... like It's a slippery slope. ...are the most efficient way to drink your beer, (laughs) in my opinion. It's been a while since I've done one, so maybe I shouldn't speak too much on the subject. I'm confident that I'll be down in clongs all weekend, though. Yeah, it's a good time. And I'm going to make Jimmy do equally as many clongs and we'll see you for sure should who's the clong king that's right show those little college kids what's up yeah. show them how to really party and get blacked out <laughs> <laughs> yeah show them <laughs> all right yesterday we had sunday number two of sitting on the couch and watching football day another uh, successful day more successful this week the bears pull out tight victory versus the broncos 16 to 14 Last second field goal, Eddie Pinheiro, 53-yarder. So that was good to see. Most of what the offense put on the field this game was not good to see, though, and led to more questions than answers after week one's uh, no-show, basically. And you feel you feel okay about the win. You feel a lot better than you did if they would have lost. It's like exactly I, how I that, felt after week one. Exactly. You would it was, rather it play was better. ugly, but it w- w- you a won. win is better than a loss. And my hat was on the ground, which normally indicates that I think we've lost the game at that point when my hat hits the ground. It was pretty violent yesterday too, because of the way that it happened. They they decide to go for two after scoring the touchdown. They take a delayed game penalty, so then they get pushed back and decide to just kick the extra point. They miss the extra point, and we jump offside. So then they decide to go for two again, and they get it. It was the it was a roller coaster of stupidity and emotions. And at that point, hat hit the ground. I thought it was over. And then you get a questionable roughing the passer call on Mitch, and then Mitch makes the one good play that he makes the whole game fourth and whatever it was, 15 or something like that. I thought for sure he was going to try and pull it down and run for it. Right? Steps up in a 
tight pocket and throws a good pass to Allen Robinson who gets down. He makes the heads-up play to get to the ref and call a timeout. But all of that said, the, the offensive game plan yesterday was designed for Mitch not to lose them the game. Just run the ball, control the clock, play good defense, score enough to win. And he didn't have over 100 passing yards until that last pass. That is so crazy to me, dude. That right? That is ridiculous. And we're talking about a guy who the Bears traded up a pick to grab with the second pick overall in his third season. And to see, it, it feels like he's at square one, which is not not where I thought he was going to be at this point. I thought he showed progress last year and some good signs, and we just haven't seen any of it this year. And I was hoping game one was maybe just some rust, but the game plan this week was to just run the ball and not let Mitch hurt you. Um, so I know they needed the win. I'm hoping that next week against the a Redskins defense who is going to be the worst of the three defenses the Bears have played against this year. And they've gotten shredded the first two weeks of their season by Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott. So um, I think if you don't see the game plan this week come out to try and open up the field, have Mitch push push it a little bit more, and have a good game, then I'm going to be really worried. Why would that be your game plan, though? I mean, I guess seeing what you just saw, like it, it if you can working. if you can run the ball against a Denver front seven, like they, I, I mean, they didn't rack up huge yards or anything like that. But like you said, that game plan was meant to run the ball, keep it out of Mitch's hands. But I'm hoping, I guess, what I'm hoping is that was just a matter of circumstance to where they felt they were coming in and playing a really good defense at home in a tough place to play with all the altitude stuff and and just knowing that this is what they had to do to win so they don't start 0-2 because statistically speaking, when you start 0-2, right. you, you're not going to make the playoffs. And now hopefully they'll get back to what they're hoping to do with their offense, which is to open up the field more and use all these weapons that we hear about all the time that that were solid last year, but I was just I was going over some of the numbers um, with Sean. I'll let you guys jump in while I look up those exact numbers. But obviously, just not where you ex- not what you expected to be talking about with the Bears' offense after week two that's, of that. That's all, and that's why the game plan kind of does have to shift. Like, I mean, Trubisky is not more than a game manager right now, but it's eventually, if you want to have a successful season and if you want to go deep, the training wheels are going to have to come off. Like, he can't be having less than 100 yards going into the fourth quarter week after week, and you expect yourself to be in ball games. Like, our defense is solid, but obviously they've already regressed. I think we only have one turnover so far this year. So if we're not turning the ball over and getting the field position for our offense and Trubisky can't move the ball on his own, I mean – Montgomery was our leading rusher, and he had like 15 carries for like 60 yards. He only averaged like three and a half. Yeah. The Bears as a team averaged like 5.1 a carry, but they had a 46-yard right. run by Corderell Patterson. So, they again, they didn't even play. I, I think it was more so the commitment to the run game, which made me feel better about it. Like, I, I would have liked to see Trubisky do more, but I think it was important for them to, to kind of – commit to the run, see what they actually have. And I think they do have something with David Montgomery. Um, but I just think, and now it's a matter of knowing that you've got a guy who can get some, some chunk yardage if, if, if he gets holes to run through. So now it's about scheming for that. But 
And then, obviously, naturally with the run game should open up more for play action, which I think is somewhere where Mitch is good, but he has not gotten a chance to really prove it at all this year because they haven't really – the offense has been pretty basic. That's on well, That's on Nagy, though. Right, yeah, exactly. Totally. Play action is, like, wild? historically the most successful play that you can run in football, and they're just not being called. And that's what I and that's more so what I mean when I talk about coming out against the Redskins and like opening it up more for Mitch. Like go back to doing those things that we did right. even last season that were successful and don't be so worried about protecting him and his psyche because at the end of the day like I know you don't want your quarterback to be fragile, but if he is fragile, he's probably not the quarterback that's going to lead you anywhere and if he if he's not, you need to know now and not, you know, spend that money this offseason on a guy who is proving that he might not have what it takes. Well, I don't. Or I don't think your big concern is extending him. I think it's this year. Well, no, definitely. But but that's what I mean. If if we get to that point, which I, it's still early. Um, but just seeing the way that other young quarterbacks are playing currently in the NFL, it, it definitely. I I thought the most don't don't feel. Good I thought about the it. most telling piece of that entire game was when the Bears were inside the five um, and they fed Montgomery, I think, nine straight plays or something like that because there was a penalty. that gave, I think that's what it was. And it's him and Mike Davis, yeah, too. He soaked a couple. They, they refused to let Mitch throw the ball after getting stuffed. And I think it was like six straight plays, essentially. I mean, they barely got into the end right. zone for their one touchdown on the season. I thought that was the most telling thing is that they wanted no part of him throwing the ball, which I I thought they should have called like a bootleg or something like that. He's shown that he can do those like rollout plays and do something with his feet. But I thought that was a very telling sequence of play calls. Um, yeah, I, Trubisky just doesn't have the arm talent. Like his arm strength is not good to me at all. His he has no touch. Has been off. No yeah. touch at all. So he can't. So he can't put power behind the ball, and he has no touch because he overthrows it. He can't throw left. Like he, 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 his accuracy throwing to the left side of the field is terrible. And on top of that, they're not really helping him out, in my opinion, either. They're calling like the same basic routes over and over again. But what happened to getting the ball like? You know, David Montgomery, everyone's raving about his hands. Matt Nagy's like, oh, you thought that catch was great. Like, he makes catches ten times better than that in practice. Like, he has maybe one catch on the season so far. He probably only has one target. I don't think he had a – he might have one target last week. It's like, get David Montgomery the ball. They're trying to get Cohen the ball. And, you know, Tariq Cohen is solid. But a lot of his success last year, I was telling – we talked about it uh, a couple podcasts ago, was that, that wheel route. They haven't ran the wheel route with Cohen and Trubisky. I think it's because Trubisky can't make the throw. It's... Well, you saw week one, Mike Davis was open on the wheel route. He underthrew him. The, the defender was able to come back and make the play. Um, you had you just saw it again yesterday. He had Taylor Gabriel open on the one, overthrows him. Um, he just he just when when you're throwing so little, you have to connect on the throws that you are making. And I know that sounds like kind of counterintuitive maybe because like you're not throwing as much so you don't have as much time to get into a rhythm but in a game that's so tight and they're not extremely difficult throws you're not asking them to drop it in on a window like 25 yards downfield we're talking about intermediate like 7 to 12 yard throws at most probably he's not even pushing the ball downfield at all so i 
I'm a little bit confused as to... I've been very vocal about the fact that I don't think Mitch has been a very good quarterback despite his numbers last year and whatnot. But it's very shocking to see at least the results from last year to this year. And I don't know if it's one of those things that you give defensive coordinators a defensive coordinators a year to look at Nagy's play calling because he didn't do it down in Kansas City. So you give them a year to kind of game plan and prepare for his play calling and kind of knowing what Mitch's abilities are and whatnot like that. I think it's kind of twofold. I think Nagy's getting kind of bit in the ass. I mean, week one, we we ranted and raved about how he he couldn't call a run for the life of him. Mitch threw the ball 50 times, and he just got outcoached in that first week. And now against a good defense, but you still, from last year to this year, that offense still would put up points. So it's it's right. kind of a puzzling little piece where I think now Nagy's getting a little bit of the... Uh, Everybody talked last year about how anybody that shakes Sean McVay's hand uh, gets right. a head coaching job, and he impressed last year. Everybody everybody liked the things that were coming out about him, but maybe it was a little more, you know, Kansas City saw the success, but it was still a lot of Andy Reid, and then last year it was all new. It was a fresh playbook, and now that you give guys a whole offseason to kind of look at tape, a whole week to kind of prepare for these guys— I think it's a little bit of a mix between Nagy and Mitch. Well, I think the most telling thing about this past week was that we've seen something that through one full season and now two games into his next season with Matt Nagy as head coach is he kind of checked his ego a little bit because he was a guy who, you know, like most of these offensive guys are, they think they're the smartest guy in the room and they think that, that you know they have the greatest playbook on earth and to this point we haven't seen him shy away from that regardless of what we think or anyone else thinks about Mitch's abilities and I think he is aggressive in nature and that's what made him successful last year and and I'm worried that and you and there might be something in what you said Andy that the league has caught up to him a little bit and now they're anticipating more than they were last it's, year. It's like one of those things where RG3 dominated his first year or Russell Wilson right. dominated in his first year running the ball. And then you give guys a year to kind of look at tape and what their tendencies are and things like that. Then the next year is a little bit of a drop off. And I, and as a Bears fan, I feel like, I guess going circling back to what I was going to say is I don't like that he's already feeling the need to not you know, BU is his whole slogan on the back of his play card or whatever, but he's kind of adjusting his play call, play calling style and the playbook because Mitch is that bad. Like, I, I don't want it to be that, and it might be that, and it freaks me out because the team is so good. Otherwise, the defense is great, and the thought of having this roster put together and all the talent and, and then it's all set back because we have a quarterback who can't make like based like there's backup quarterbacks. We could go out and get that could play better than Mitch. If he's going to be like this all season, we're talking about our third year NFL quarterback that has no touchdowns through two games, no (laughs) touchdowns through two games. His stats on the year are 348 yards and interception. Patrick Mahomes threw for 280 yards and four touchdowns in the second quarter 
of their game yesterday. It's just, it's it's frustrating beyond all means. Like every team is is going out there too and slinging it. You know what I mean? The Bears are the only team that are having this much trouble, other than the Dolphins, who are clearly the worst team in the NFL. They're the only team having this much trouble scoring. But I have a big problem too with obviously Trubisky. There, that's the thing is like we have a laundry list of problems with this offense. And it starts with Nagy and Trubisky because it always starts with the head coach and it always starts with the quarterback. And that's just the way the league is going to be and that's how it should be. But our offensive line was supposed to be the strength of our offense. And the offensive line hasn't been getting any push. A lot our of penalties running game too. is dog shit. Like, we're not going to get – Trubisky's not a guy that's going to get going on his own. We have to have a this, – this team is not going to be built upon Trubisky doing it on Two very own. good front fours, though. The Packers front four – Looked really good again I, I yesterday. I agree, and and Denver obviously has a great front front four, you know, through and through. But still, our offensive line has to start getting it going. So that's going to be the big thing: is can they get the push? Can they get the ground game game going in order to open up the passing game? Because we're going to be the ground game has to open up the passing game. That's just a, we're not going to lead with Trubisky. It's just right not at this stage. But, and I guess that's why I hope they come out this week and they go back to trying to execute the playbook rather than just playing to survive and to win. Because, like you said, Andy, the two really good front fours they played against. Now you're going up against a defense that not really is vaunted, that, like I said, has gotten shredded twice already this year through the air. And I really think you have an opportunity to go and open up your playbook and play to score this week, not just play to, you know, your defense will go out there and do their thing. And it's one of those things too where I felt I feel like um like the defense fed off of the offense last year. Like the defensive talent is there. They're gonna keep you in pretty much every game. Yeah. But you talk about the turnover numbers and there was the Bears got out in front a lot last year. And I think for Mitch too, that was a lot easier for him to just go out and kind of loosen up, knowing that you had that lead and that defense behind you. And you saw it too, like the Bears get ahead, so then teams all of a sudden try and be a little bit more aggressive. That's when the interceptions. That's what that's what happened that when the pressure. Packers went fifteen and one the year after they won the Super Bowl. They had like statistically one of the best defenses as far as turnovers went. Like their turnover margin was ridiculous, but it's that's because Rodgers threw for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns, and they were playing up twenty four nothing every every game, and then the defense just sits back and right right. So it's, it's right. It's one of those things to where, like, I feel that Nagy should just kind of stick to his guns and remain the aggressive coach that got him in this position, that won him coach of the year last year, got them twelve wins and in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to see them turn into these old Bears offenses from two thousand three, where all they can do is run the ball, and Jim Miller takes you to the playoffs with like thirteen wins. I don't want it to one hundred percent. But a good head coach also adapts. That's true. I mean, he's going to have to. It's early in the season still. And, I mean, look, to be positive, we're 1-1. One one. We were in both games, you know. I mean, the whole game, we've never had – we haven't really had to make a huge comeback yet. And we – Our games have never been outside of one possession right. the whole right. season so Right, so we've so been in every game. Trubisky has only one turnover. I mean, he is protecting the ball. For as bad as his throws are, he's also not giving the ball away. Like, I don't think he's as bad as he's been. I think he could have... I don't think he can get much worse. So. Well, I don't, like... Because based on what we saw last year, like, he, he had moments where he flashed. Like, I don't think he's this bad. I just think... Like, I honestly... And maybe not to the full extent, but I really think 
he should have been playing in preseason just to kind of yeah. wrinkle out some, you know, or iron out some of these wrinkles that he has where, like, with reading defense and just getting used to game speed mm-hmm. again. It's Be- because yeah. those, like, you can't can't replicate those type types of reps, game speed. You just right. can't do it. And Trubisky can get worse. He can turn the ball over more. But I feel like Trubisky has kind of had a horseshoe up his ass when it comes to balls should have been picked off and weren't picked off. This year is not quite as bad as last year. Well, Andy sent us that stat earlier that he's had the second highest percentage of uncatchable throws of quarterbacks in the league, right? It was like 27% of his throws are deemed uncatchable. So, and for a guy that you figure he's thrown the ball like, what, 50 times last week, like 20 times, like 70 times in two games, that's, that's what, like 15, 15 of the passes he's thrown basically were uncatchable. I mean, that's not great. That's terrible. And again, we're not talking about, he's had a couple of deep overthrows, but we're talking about 10, 12 yard passes, like seven yard passes. The tail of, we're not talking. The tail of the tape, though, is you guys are one and one, and you just got a free win yeah. in New Orleans with Drew Brees being out for six to eight weeks. Fingers crossed on that, but yeah. Oh, a game, yeah, a game but, that you probably, probably lose or it's close. If, down right. in New Orleans against Drew Brees and that team, it, I mean, it's a nightmare. Yeah, that's a, nightmare. that's a gift. I mean, yeah, it really is. When it's going to be I, a tight division and tight wild card race and everything like that, that's a gift. And you guys are one and one right I, now in two games that could have been a coin flip. You could have been two and oh, you could have been oh and two. So. The only way I'm going to feel better after next Monday night is if Mitch throws for like 250 yards and two touchdowns. So I can see that he's like an NFL quarterback. You guys said that after again. last week. <laughs> I know, and that's why I'm still that's why I'm still worried because but he the, didn't The Broncos are a proven defense with proven guys and Vic Fangio is the head coach. So their defense, I mean, they're a stifling was... defense. They should be anyways. I mean, open scored on yeah. but and you know. you know what? Obviously, you can't you can't make excuses, but I feel like if that game's played anywhere else, like Khalil Mack was so gassed. Oh my god, that was so funny! So Nagy had guys. to call a timeout to get him back on the field. I know. So it was like I feel like if that play if that game's played anywhere else, I agree. If that's if that's in road, Chicago, the, I the, I think they probably win that hand, or even on the road elsewhere. Like the Bears defense will be able to hold up yeah. and keep them from scoring again. But the situation was what it was. Right. And I, I think you're right. At the end of the day, you're happy that we won. Like, yeah. I'm happy that we won. I'm, I'm much happier that we're one and one, and we're playing a team next week that the Bears should beat. And but that's what I'm saying. I I really want them to get back to what the offense was building on. And I know you're supposed to adapt and adjust, but I don't think you can just alter your entire game plan after like one really crappy game where you tried to throw out your game plan and then another lackluster offensive game where you really just tried to run the ball and limit mistakes. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, we'll see. We know we know what where the problems Only are. All the time will tell. The Redskins. Yeah, and I think exactly. it's the I think Redskins it's doing little things kind of like you mentioned Andy, like being a little bit more inventive with your play calling, like calling play action plays and rollouts for Mitch, kind of shifting the pocket. You know that Nagy does a lot of the pre-snap motion with the wide receivers and running backs, but kind of designing guys open, like Tariq Cohen with that wheel route, just doing the things that we saw this offense do last year that, you know, and even last year they were a middle-of-the-pack mm-hmm. offense, but 
they had some big games. And we know that they're capable. They have basically all the same players back from right. last year, plus a couple more. So we know that they're capable of more than this. And I think it's just been – I'm hoping it's just we played against two really good defenses and now get one good game under their belt, kind of build some confidence up, and then it'll all kind of – it's a snowball effect from there. Right. Now we'll see. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be – you know, right now the way that things are set up, like the Packers are 2-0. They're in first place. The Lions are 1-0-1, so they're technically in second. And then the Bears and Vikings are both 1-1. So, and just the way that all the teams stack out, like, there's a lot of talent in the NFC North. And I think the Bears could have the most talented roster, but Green Bay right now is the team to beat just because they have Rodgers, pretty much. And until someone else in the division beats them, it's going to be... Like, Minnesota, again, like, the Packers played good. They only, they held their opponent. They played really good in the start, and then they kind of bend, bend, don't break to finish off that game. Dalvin Cook looks Um, really fucking good. Delvin yeah, Cook dude, looks like the best like running back in the NFL. Else. But again, if if there's like a decent quarterback on the other team, you know, the Vikings could win that game. Kirk Cousins right. just yeah, he's to real suck bad. in divisional games. <laughs> he's so bad. So and that's the thing, you look at like when when the positional advantage is that mm-hmm. great at the most important position, like you're talking Rodgers versus Cousins, Rodgers versus Trubisky, Stafford is more seasoned and accomplished, I guess. But even so, you you like you expect Rodgers to win that game too. So definitely wins the quarterback battle for sure. And that's the thing. Like the Bears have shown that they can keep in a game with him, but you like they need the quarterback has to be the difference in the game. And I just I'm not confident I right just now. Think the Packers obviously. look. I mean, the Packers look really good. They're clearly the best looking team in the division right now. This is a tough division, but. Top to bottom, they got the quarter. They always have the quarterback play. This defense was what everyone questioned, and they turned it around in seemingly one off season. Dylan Cook ran r- right know. through them, but Pat, it's like you said, there was Ben don't break the entire game, and exactly. made a key turnover in the end zone when Cousins made a absolutely horrible throw. Yeah, <laughs> just garbage. That was terrible. So that's the. I mean, as a as a Packers fan, I'm sure your only concern there is giving up all the yards to Cook, but he's playing on lights out right now. And, and he did have a 75-yard right. run, so I that, think that's a, that and, makes up a big chunk of it. And that's a credit to the Vikings sticking with the run game because the Packers were probably thinking, all right, now they're going to put it on Cousins and they're going to try and throw it to beat us because they're down three Yeah, scores. they stuck with it. They and, fed they exactly. fed Dellen Cook the entire game. They never yeah. went away from that. And credit to them. That's how, I mean, obviously that's going to be their best game plan. So Your boy just scored like probably, a 20-yard touchdown, Sean, that you need. Oh, do you have Chubb nice. or are you against Chubb? Oh, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Uh, I'm not. Sorry, bud. I'm down like 44 oh, points. So I'm still even going matter. for high team though, so I'll take that. Thanks. We forgot to talk about Sean's fans. <laughs> I guess we can. We can. Other storylines going on in the NFL. Better hope I don't turn it around. So yeah, the injuries in week two. Big yeah, time. Yeah, Breeze. Out for six weeks, torn ligaments in his thumb. Ben Roethlisberger out for the season. Out the rest of the season. Needs uh, elbow surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, was there more? Those are the there two were a big ton of people that I mean James Connor. James Connor left with a yep. knee. Um, there were Eagles lost about yeah. Carson Wentz left the game twice. Wentz was in and out. Yep. It was just yeah. He had like negative four points and he went out all over the league. Like, oh there gosh. were just guys getting Jeez. banged up. That Damian uh, Williams guy, not Damian Williams, uh, the guy on the Chiefs. The receiver that went off. 
Uh, Robinson. He got 160 yards. He went off. Yeah, 160 yards and two touchdowns. He he ended up leaving the game. Damn. It was it was all over the place. But the was Watkins hurt this week too or something or what's going on with? No, I mean they just they covered Watkins and then the other two guys, the rookie um, McClure and no, not McClure. I mean, it is pretty safe to assume that Sammy Watkins is hurt most of the time. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like the other the other guys just got open nothing. deep. Like the yeah, Robinson sure. guy, he caught two, like an 80-yard eight, touchdown and a 60-yard touchdown or something. And one of them, he was just He's wide like open. Offense. This is just a testament to how good Mahomes actually yeah. is. He's making anybody... That's what, yeah, anyone like could, like, all-star. I feel like on that team, Kelsey's going to have the consistent numbers, but, like, anyone else can explode 100%. any single game, because there are the, all the deep threats, and he can throw right. it so far. And wait for the fastest guy in the league to come right. back. <laughs> oh. And he can hit him on an 80-yard bomb. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, oh, Mahomes, just, he's going to, like, if he stays in this system for the rest of his career, which I'm assuming he will at this point, he's going to break every single quarterback record. Oh. There's there's no way that he won't just because they have so many fast weapons around him and he's got just amazing arm yep. talent. Just go find me the fastest ah. wide receivers in the class, throw them on the roster, and get open. Seriously. Make sure my halfback can catch the ball. Right. <laughs> right. And then the Patriots, they won 43 to nothing, so their two-game uh, spread is like 76-3 to three or something like yeah. that. It's such a nightmare season for me. It's like the worst football season ever. It's going to be so long. I mean, it's only two weeks in. That's a little bit of an overstatement, I think. we got to nope. let it play out. Can you imagine if they trade for Jalen Ramsey? Christ almighty. And the Jaguars would do it, too. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, he uh, officially asked for Patriots. a trade today. I don't get it. The, Patri- the best thing that happened this offseason for the Patriots, in my opinion, is they signed uh, Demarius Thomas cut Demarius Thomas, re-signed Demarius Thomas after signing Antonio Brown, and then traded Demarius Thomas for a six-round pick to the Jets. And then That's Sam Darnold got hilarious. mono like two days later. Dude, oh my god. They're like, Coincidence? This is the worst season ever. No, he just sent him and he's like, Demarius, I need you to go into the locker room and just hard make We'll get you a ring. So you get there, right? <laughs> They'll give him Bill Belichick's cock ring, dude. <laughs> it would have been way better if they were playing. If they were playing the pit, now pets. he just stacks them. That would have been fucking, awesome, dude. The Patriots, they their biggest the biggest weakness they had was their offensive line. They made three trades in a week for three O linemen. Two of them were within the division. Are you serious? Like, why are you guys trading with the fucking Patriots? Why are you trading them O linemen when they're short? Is they're thin as hell? Yeah. It, Absolutely unbelievable. Dude, that's, that's why Bill's the best to ever do it. That's why I like Bill Belichick and hate Tom Brady. Brady's nothing without Belichick. I'm telling you, dude, Brady's going to opt out next year, come to the Bears, win a Super Bowl. He's Brady, not going to do that. As Brady I say that now, it sounds Bears. even if crazier. Brady would, he probably would never play outside New England, I would guess, but he would never play for Chicago. That's for sure. There's no way. This is where like quarterbacks and wide Sean, receivers die. Never say never. What do you think happens to the out? NFC South now that Breeze is out? I guess Atlanta would be my first choice because everybody's looked bad. Though. Yeah. 
because just based on what we talked about with like quarterback play, I feel like Matt Ryan of the bunch can play the best, which he showed yesterday and also showed the worst of himself <laughs> too. It was a really weird game where he threw for 350 yards and three touchdowns, but he also had three of the worst interceptions I've two ever seen. Two of them in the red zone, he zone did too, the same right? Same thing week one. Yep. He, yep. Had, he had no touchdowns and two picks at one point in that game versus the Vikings, and it wasn't until garbage time that he showed up. What did Jacksonville do week one? They, they lost. lost. their own, But they're not. They're in the AFC South. Oh, shit. My bad. Oh, yeah, the Panthers. So, yeah. Panthers and Panthers, Bucks. I mean, Cam, Cam's at the top of that list of unthrowable catches. 34%. He was seven, seven percentage points higher he than He looks Trubisky. real bad. He looks terrible. It's, yeah, I think he's not right. I was telling you guys, like... Off-season shoulder surgery, I Yeah. Think, definitely looks like it. His shoulder, I think, it looks fine. They're just... So he's been such a dynamic runner his entire career. And they had, whatever it was, fourth and one. Or fourth and, like, half a yard. Dude. And they did an end around to McCaffrey. When he's been... Other than Tom Brady getting that one yard, he's been the best quarterback sneaker in the league. And... He's, I think he's got negative yes, he four rushing it's yards. Huge. It's, it's like a linebacker. Yeah, he's it's he's definitely a, trying to adjust his play right. style. And he's not a he good pocket sucks. passer. <laughs> I mean, terrible pocket passer, man. Being Cam Newton is being the largest, most physical specimen on the field and just right. running around and scaring people, and also running over them a lot. Why can't he run the ball but be smart enough not to take hits? Like, why, like they he said, he's got a bub, bum bum ankle. Though. I'm sure he's got it, dude. Cam Newton's probably always hurt. Yeah, he's that's like, true. Like, when's the last time he had a full health? No, that's season? for like, sure. Three seasons ago. Dude, the thing about the NFL, though, just kind of laying around and watching the game yesterday is it's just it's the craziest league because so it can be different week to week. Like, you saw the, the Lions pull out a victory against the Chargers 13-10, to and the Chargers looked pretty good last week and towards the end of last year, obviously. And all of a sudden, the Lions, you know, maybe the Lions' defense is better than we all thought. Dude, and Rivers play like shit. Rivers threw, he threw an interception in the end zone. Their kicker they missed their two, sure. like, 30-yard kicks. Two field goals, yeah. Ooh, their kicker <laughs> oh, yeah, is actually right. their punter who's kicking because their real kicker Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> the day, the day oh, before yeah, the season either. started last week or something. Weird story. But, um, yeah, the NFL just remains competitive week yeah. to week like anyone and that's what makes it so great is that any any game except the dolphins yeah except the dolphins holy right shit <laughs> do you think Bad. if they officially go 0 and 16 i think that kind of like gets rid of the whole 16 and 0 championship yeah. season i think they can no longer talk about that well, because that season Dude, two, it was like they, they only really 16. went fourteen and zero, I think, or yeah, something like that. Like it was a shortened season back then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think if you go zero and sixteen, then you know you just suck. They definitely have the potential to go and say My favorite, my favorite part is they obviously suck, and their players are demanding to get traded. It's like you are the reason your team sucks. Like you guys don't have anybody. How can you demand a trade? Who the hell is going to trade for you? Pretty sure Simeon just broke his ankle. Trevor Simeon looked real gross. So, who's their who's their third string? I don't know. Is Sam Darnold gonna come in and infect the huddle? (laughs) (laughs) Full Full team team mono. mono. You better hope they got a buy in week four. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> just infect. Oh my god! Classic. Mark Sanchez gonna come out of retirement. Oh, that'd be amazing. I, have, I truly have no it's idea bad, who their no. backup is. Well, Probably, yeah. okay, we mentioned injuries. Happen yep. anyone? Does Mon- does Montgomery do halfback passes now and then? Ty Montgomery, right? They have him. He used to play quarterback somewhere in college, I think. I don't know. I don't care. I hate the Jets. <laughs> Big time. So, Andy, the Packers have Broncos next yep, week right at, home. at home. And Bears are at Washington on Monday night. Hopefully, Mitch, 250 yards, two touchdowns. That's that's really optimistic, though, I think. It's extremely optimistic, but I'm an optimist. You know what we were talking about? We were talking about how because Broncos like train in altitude and play the majority of their games in altitude, that on the road they're probably just like never, ever tired. They can probably just run for miles everywhere else. <laughs> right? They just run to and from the games. <laughs> they probably could, dude, when you're training. In a them. suit. <laughs> Just saying, like that's Von Miller probably has. Well, that's more another interesting aspect of going there because the Broncos were coming off a short week as well because they played the late Monday night game last yeah. week. But I feel like the altitude totally offsets that to where, like you saw, like if the Bears were tired as shit at the end of the game, and you can't really train for the altitude unless you're in the altitude. Like when we went to Breckenridge, I I was out of breath walking my suitcase up the stairs at the Airbnb that we stayed. Dude, at. that altitude fucked me up like i i had never yeah. been to that high of altitude before i've never been to colorado and we we're high as shit too. i i was way <laughs> i mean i was super high <laughs> i i couldn't even i was telling that to, to lena i was like when i went there i was so messed up from the altitude i couldn't even imagine playing a football game let alone like a full nfl game like, if I ran a quarter mile, I'd be sucking wind and probably yeah. pass out. And those guys do not train for that. Like, they get there a day before and try to adapt and then have to go and play a football game where guys are already sucking wind when they're not a mile yeah. above sea level. <laughs> Makes the win that much even more impressive. It is. Considering all the numbers, too, that they had won seven straight home openers. Yep. Like 35 Bears and four are going to Super Bowl. in their last 40 years <laughs> or kidding. something. That's ridiculous. Uh, can't wait to do it again next week. It's the best part. Let's see, our best bet is we beat the Redskins and Denver marches into Lambeau and just fucking runs. A Joe Flacco game. does not march anywhere. <laughs> Good so lord, that guy's bad. The weight. <laughs> yes. Still he got still a cannon a though. Yeah, he's got a rocket. He just sucks at quarterback. <laughs> He just Emmanuel Sanders is his best receiver, and he prefers body catches, so he's got to throw it into even tighter windows <laughs> than normal. All right, um, I wanted to also talk about. We haven't really gotten much details um, on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, the cleverly named soft reboot to 2016's Suicide Squad. <laughs> is it? I didn't even know that it's a soft reboot. Soft reboot, The Suicide Squad. Classic. And he released a image on Twitter that featured all of the current cast members with bullet holes through their name. So, um, but I I didn't but, understand. Was it like a Suicide Squad reference, or because he said, "Don't get too attached to these names." That's what I think. Some of them are gonna die. Okay. 
That's what I didn't understand. I didn't know if he was like had soft commitments from people and he was like, yeah, these people may or may not be in the movie. Or it was like you said, like probably characters are going to be dying. Right. I think I think it's probably going to be characters dying. Um, We have returning from the previous movie, Viola Davis, who's the I forget what her character's name was, but she was like the the lady who put it on. She's like the Nick Fury of the Suicide Squad. Uh, Margot Robbie's going to be playing Harley Quinn again. And then, who is it? Jai Courtney was Boomerang, and Joel Kinman was Captain Rick Flagg. So they'll both be back reprising their characters. And then everyone else is brand new, I think. Um, Notable names, Michael Rooker, who, he was in The Walking Dead. He played Merle. Season one, he also was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Gondu, or Yondu. Um... Which, by the way, Yandu's weapon is badass. Yeah. And I don't know if we ever did, like, a weapon. Alyssa brought that up to me, and I never thought about it, really. If we did a weapon draft or something... I'll play that game. That'd be up there. We should do that sometime. I'll That's a good one. It's for another day. Um, Nathan Fillion, I think is how you say it. You, you guys know who that is. You just have to look for him sure. up if you don't know who he is by me saying it. Just Google him. No just do it. And then Idris Elba, obviously. His big name, Pete Davidson and uh yeah snl guy yep was he playing the crack dog maybe dude (laughs) and then uh taika watiti i never know if i'm saying that right but he directed thor um ragnarok and will be directing thor love and thunder as well so interesting to see him crossing over boundaries to the dc universe as well no character announcements for any of those names oh and john cena sorry i didn't see his name on the list (laughs) John Cena? See, I don't know who yeah. he would be other than uh, Ric Flair. Who's Ric Flair? Or, yeah, Ric Flair. That's what I meant. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Yeah, I don't know. John Cena is just going to be some giant, hulking human being that probably runs through brick walls. Probably. They just make the, him the Hulk. The yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just paint him green. <laughs> the bulk! Right? DC's just trying to get everything they can from Marvel. Scumbags. So this, I don't think, is supposed to come out until, like, summer 2021. And this has pushed back Guardians 3 till summer 2022. That sucks. So I don't know. I don't understand. Like, it's, we're September 2019 right now. The movie's not going to be out for another year. I heard they were still doing year and like, a half. script rewrites and stuff like that for that movie. So it is very, very, yeah. very early on in production. See, I hate, when, gonna... I hate when I find out about movies that early into production because then I get excited. And then I'm like, yeah, oh, but you'll so probably forget about years. it. And then like in a year That's and a half, they'll also, release and, a trailer yeah. and you're like, oh, shit. Remember when yeah, we talked I remember about when this? all the information was coming out for Suicide Squad, and then all of a sudden that came yep. to be. I feel like this is just going to be another bot job. Like they already have like, don't get attached to these names. There's like 15 actors in this one movie. There's no backstory. Like, haven't they learned their fucking lesson yet? Like, do they not have any characters that can hold a title? It's so they don't have any. It's so wild because that always... first movie sucked ass. And it had oh so much promise. The marketing was so yeah. good right. for that, though. It, they made it look like it was going to be an yep, awesome movie. 100%. It just sucked. That trailer with the Bohemian happen. Rhapsody in the background. Do you remember that? Yeah. It was, oh, that was phenomenal marketing trailer. and just terrible execution. 
And this is shaping up to be the same way, though. It's like they have all these big names attached to it, and like the I feel like the reason the first one flopped is because of exactly this recipe. Like, is like I don't think like they get it. Like, how many movies did Marvel come out with before they did the Avengers? Right? It's like they A had bunch. all this backstory. They like developed this shit. So right. Well. So you don't have to build eight characters in a movie yeah. right and and if you don't build them up then it feels like you just slapped eight characters right. in a film and made them fight some giant titan or whatever the hell they're <laughs> gonna do and it's gonna be like you know no, it's true it's just gonna feel yeah then that's what this is that's what they're doing again it seems like and they i saw the other day that the dc announced that they're they're rebooting their universe into oh two separate God, universes dude. And based off of the way the Joker's being received, and then oh, based off a lot actually. of the stuff, the based off a lot of the stuff that you just said, I feel like it sounds like they're just splitting it up to, into like good movies and shitty movies, and the good <laughs> movies are going to be ones that focus on characters, and the shitty movies are going to be like, all right, let's mash as many people into one movie as we can, Seriously. attach a director who's directed an ensemble movie before in the genre, the genre. Actually, sorry. The genre. 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 Fucking Alex. <laughs> genre. Genre. Anyway. We'll attach the link to that video on our Facebook page. <laughs> check it out. It's pretty funny. But, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like when I saw this list, it, the list is 20. <laughs> yes. One, two, three. It's five by five, five, I think. 25 like people. Tw- 25 yeah. names. <laughs> And I only said like ten of them, the ones that matter. What the hell is this? Expendables three? Like, fuck. Hey, and even with the Expendables three, you had the original Expendables, which was cool because which was cool because of it was the first of its kind almost. You're like, oh let's throw a bunch of action heroes on screen in one movie, one plot line. Legends never die. Which by the way, right now if you have Xfinity, last action heroes free oh, on the Oh man. shoot, that movie's awesome. Yeah great that movie jimmy so i'm awesome. sorry you're not here to hear this if you're listening back last action hero that's on awesome man, Xfinity. hell Free. yeah lannister <laughs> right tywin lannister dude the guy with the marble mm-hmm. eye ah uh, what a great movie that is i'm glad we we pulled ourselves out of this suicide murder arnold Braunschweiger. <laughs> <laughs> is that his name yeah <laughs> that's awesome ah uh, or no he's Detective John Kim is that John Kimball? No, no, that's John, Kindergarten Cop. That's Kindergarten Isn't Cop. John Kimball. He's got all these great names. No, that's Kindergarten Cop. You're right, Detective John Kimball. I'm pretty sure it's Arnold Groundschweiger because it's like he's playing himself. It's in like the a joke. It's a ripoff of Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. But it's also awesome, dude. That movie's so awesome. So if you haven't seen it, Last Action Hero, Jack, Jack Slater. Jack Slater. Okay, I knew it was. They do okay. make a joke about that, though. Yeah. They say Arnold right. Braunschweiger at one point. J- if Jimmy was here, he'd be ripping off quotes. Yeah, I swear. Jimmy remembers that movie line for line. <laughs> that movie's awesome. We did used to watch it quite a bit. But it's awesome. Can't say anything else about it. If I had one word to describe it... Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, we also had news come out yesterday that very quickly after spoilers if you haven't seen avengers endgame already but after tony stark died defending our planet and saving billions of lives 
He's coming back already to the MCU in Black Widow, which is going to be set, I think, post-Civil War is where the timeline falls. So right after Captain America Civil War. So Tony Stark will be alive and well then. He will be making an appearance in this movie. So it's kind of funny because this is going to be the first one to come out post-Spider-Man. And he's already in it, in it again, like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, we're we gonna should see get a him. Giant pool I think going. they're gonna work him in there, like not a bunch, but he'll be featured in sure. some capacity moving forward. Although that being that being That's said, it like would be to it would be weird. I think if you're giving that timeline, like originally when this movie got announced, I thought it was gonna be a complete like origin story of how Black Widow Same. came about. But if you're gonna go with that timeline. It would be weird not to acknowledge all the other things going on around at that time. And since she was on uh, Iron Man's team, so to say, um, I think it kind of makes sense. But I was shocked when I read that tweet that he was coming back. Yeah. Well, now that you mention that, too, she was on Iron Man's team and she let Cap go. Right. And yeah, end, she was so kind of like uh, Switzerland. It would, it would be weird for them to not address <laughs> that. You're right, if they're continuing from that timeline. But uh, I I think this will be a cool movie. I think Black Widow has been a, a good character throughout her time in the MCU. Um, at times, like very, not even underutilized, just like poorly utilized. Like, I think before endgame the last two movies she'd been in with infinity war and maybe even civil war she just kind of had like stupid Mm one-liners and she wasn't really all that important to the storyline it wasn't until like the final two right right and then especially in endgame she was like crucial to the storyline and like a pivotal she kept them together pivotal member of this of the squad and um i always liked the idea of like and, like, I, I thought it would be more of an origin story, like you said, Andy, so you can kind of see how she is the way she is. Because she doesn't have any superpowers. Yeah, she's just an I assassin. I, I don't think that's really talked about enough. She's just a civilian human who learned to be an assassin that made the Avengers. Bravo. Same with Hawkeye. Bravo. That's true. Even more so for <laughs> Hawkeye. I mean, same with, same with Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, but he's a genius billionaire ph- philanthropist. He's got a lot of other stuff going for him. <laughs> um, but I do like some of what I've heard coming out, like surrounding the storyline with this. There's going to be other Black Widows in the movie. Like that's the code name oh, okay. for the assassins that the Russians use. So there's going to be like other chicks like her in the movie. So um, he's da- going to get a little bit into the backstory. Yeah, it seems like. David Harbour, who plays um, Hopper in Stranger Things, is going to be um in this movie as well and i forget i think his name's like red mask or something mm-hmm. like that where he plays some badass assassin that wears a red mask he's gonna I'm have to lose some weight just red guardian he definitely is gonna have to <laughs> so he's got a straight beer belly and stranger things all right you can't be lugging that shit around <laughs> right that's what i thought was funny about stranger things it was like he's fighting the terminator and he's just like <laughs> right. he's really just a big guy he's yeah. not like you know He's just a big guy. He's not Terminator. But, you know, man versus machine, man will win. Right, dude? He's going to be an ass-assin in this one, so don't worry about that. (laughs) He's going to be ass-assin all over the place. So, that's all I had. You guys have anything else you want to talk about? No, I couldn't think of the thing that I wanted. the doctor's office? 
Oh, oh yeah, AB, farting in the doctor's office. So we didn't even bring up the other stuff with Antonio Brown getting accused of rape by multiple women. So that's yeah, that's kind of a big story in the NFL as well, so keep an eye out for that one. <laughs> um, but there was also... <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> there was also a video that came out today in a story talking about how um, some doctor was suing Antonio Brown for not paying for like $11,000 worth of treatments or something like that in in measuring his body fat. But he had a video that got leaked of him like measuring Antonio Brown's body fat and him just like tearing ass. <laughs> How did I not right see Right in front of this guy. Oh and he's just God. like, ah, oh, my bad, dude. My bad. And he's just like, ah, <laughs> oh, my bad, dude. Antonio Brown is insane, dude. Like, what is wrong with that it's guy? It's just like an indecent human thing what to is do. Wrong the with guy that? is literally sitting, like, stomach level to him, and he's just tearing <laughs> ass in front of him. That's Probably just drank, like, so two or three bizarre. protein shakes. Just oh, throwing protein out. protein farts. Dude, oh, just throwing out earth shattering dumps right at face level, this guy. Dude. Tears coming down his face. <laughs> But yeah, just uh, another example. Just not a not a good dude. You don't do that to someone you don't know. Okay, you yeah. do that to friends. I'm gonna have to find that video. I did not see that. You do that to the ones closest. to you. <laughs> That's the only acceptable time to do it. God, Antonio Brown is a psychopath. But you know, growing up in my you know what, my brothers were assholes. So you know, Antonio Brown's a psychopath. But growing up, my brothers was torture too. Farting on people, that's nothing. All right. <laughs> Well, it's like a rite of passage in ways. <laughs> this doctor, you know, he's getting paid eleven thousand dollars. He got farted on, you know. So I, I think if trust. he would have gotten paid the eleven thousand yeah, dollars, he wouldn't. Trust. He wouldn't have farted on him, or he wouldn't have reported the farts. But it was the Had fact that he didn't get paid. He's like, all right, I'm bringing the farts yeah, in. Right. Right. You know, I'm just going to show. I'm doing eleven thousand dollars, and <laughs> right, and. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling him about the farts because I got him on camera. But there's a twist, and there is a twist. <laughs> we show it. We show all of it. Dude hangs Always dog. Sunny reference. Yeah. Always sunny reference. Uh, all right. Solid episode, boys. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We appreciate your support. Follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Bros Let's Talk. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And Podbean and our Podbean page is broslistalk.podbean.com. For Sean and Andy, this is Pat. Later, Peace. Later. All right. Later's on the menu. Goodbyes! <laughs> 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 <laughs>